Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 61, which we are recording on Tuesday, April 29th, 2014. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And what are you wearing today? I am wearing my February lady sweater, which I have worn a lot in warm weather months. And Gail and I were just talking about these, saying that we both want to make another one. I've actually made two. I have another one that we were discussing that I think I'm going to give away because I never wear it and can't really put my finger on it other than I don't wear it. I think it's probably because for me this sweater is more of a warm weather sweater. And the other version I made, I made in wool. This one is in cotton, so who knows? <laughs> I, I, I need to make another lighter one like this to replace this one. This sweater I made a long time ago. Let's see. Okay, I made this sweater back in June of 2008. So it is a sweater that I have worn the heck out of because I also repurposed this yarn from another sweater that I had made. So I call this sweater my indestructible sweater. <laughs> the yarn is indestructible. I can't do anything. The sweater is indestructible. And the funny thing is that I wore this sweater this past weekend. And yet again, I got another comment. Somebody just coming up to me telling me, oh, your sweater is so beautiful. And I can't figure <laughs> it out. Why? This sweater, this old sweater, which to me, when I look at it, it it does look pretty worn, but I keep wearing it and I keep getting comments, so I don't it looks, know. It looks like a well-loved sweater. It looks like yeah, it's appreciated. A favorite and a, a sweater. Favorite. It's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> so it doesn't look worn to me so much as well-loved. Yeah, so the February Lady Sweater, I should mention, is a pattern by Pamela Wynn. It was released in May of 2008 and is based on an Elizabeth Zimmerman design that was published in Elizabeth Zimmerman's Knitter's Almanac book. And the February Lady Sweater, as of this date, as of today, has over 13,000 projects on Ravelry. It's amazing. So it's amazing. And it's a free pattern. It's a free pattern and it's also one of the sweaters that I do see and recognize quite frequently in the wild. Yep. I see a lot of, I have seen a lot of people wearing it. And it's also a sweater, I think the reason that there are so many projects is because it looks so good on so many body types and so many people. I, I think it looks universally good on everybody that I see it on. It's just one of those shapes that you can throw on over anything, wear very easily, and people who have knitted have made their own little personal personalizations, their own little customizations to the pattern to make it look good on themselves. So I'm looking, thinking that would be so awesome in Spud and Chloe sweater. It would. That'd be perfect. That, <laughs> that would be a good yarn for it, yeah, actually. It yeah. That sweater is the second sweater for which I bought a sweater quantity of yarn early in my knitting career. I remember going to the Golden Fleece, and I bought, I think, Catalina yarn. It was a it cotton was black, something. Wasn't no, it? it was bright pink. 
super oh, bright pink. Bright pink. Okay, yeah. that's right. I remember it now. And I remember being stunned at the price. Like, oh my gosh, that's how much I have to spend to, buy, to make a sweater. And <laughs> I hemmed and hawed about it, and I finally did it, and ended up giving mine away because it was too scratchy for me. Sadly, oh. so but I do want to knit another because I did really enjoy wearing it, and it was the last sweater my grandma saw me wearing, and she just loved it. It made her smile. So. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. a nice memory. So, how about you, Gail? What are you wearing today? I'm wearing a new finished object. I'm wearing the Yogini Bolero, which is a pattern by Wendy Bernard. It's a four-purchase pattern on Ravelry. And I knit this with Madeline Tosh DK Twist Yarn in the Alpine Blue colorway. And I was describing this sweater to my friend Melissa when we were running on Sunday. And as I was talking about the blue, I looked down and there are forget-me-nots blooming alongside the trail. And I said, it's that color. <laughs> it's the color of forget-me-not flowers, oh, which we'll are one of my all-time favorites. Oh, They're we'll have little to look tiny blue flowers. And what can I tell you about this bolero? It was a super fast knit. It used about 350-ish yards of yarn. It is a top-down raglan-shaped bolero, and it has ties that you knit on after you're finished with the body. And the ties and <clears throat> the neck slash button band, it's not a button band, but that goes around the front of the sweater. Those are all knit in a seed, I don't remember exactly what she called it, a seed ribbing, I think it is. So it gives it a little bit of texture and that same texture is on the edge of the sleeves. And I knit this one short sleeve because I have a long sleeved one already in my closet. And I just love this little thing. It's perfect because I get chilly just around my neck and shoulders usually. Mm -hmm. My core's fine, my arms are fine, but this one, it's perfect. I can just put it on right where I'm chilly. And like I said, knit up in a flash. So I highly recommend the pattern. It's super fun. And that's pretty much all there is to say about that. I like it. It's yeah, a winner. It looks great. Yeah, I'll wear it a lot. I know I will. And Josie even liked it. She gave me the thumbs up. Cool. Yeah. Pretty odd that I get a teenage note of approval on a bolero, <laughs> you know. So what have you been stalking lately? I have been stalking several things. I am at that point where I need to swatch and start a new sweater. Very fun. Me too. So because it has been warm and today it's going to be 80 degrees probably today. Yeah, we're getting a heat afternoon. wave in our area. Yeah. So I have been looking at lighter gauge sweaters. If I'm going to be knitting a sweater, I want to knit something right now either in fingering or sport weight, just something lighter. So the two fingering weight sweaters I have been looking at, number one is called Vanadium. It's by Lisa Much. And I was going to knit this sweater several months ago, and I can't even remember why it fell off my radar. I remember getting a cold and the yarn. The, well, no, that was a different sweater. That was Alto Stratus. Oh, also Lisa That's, Much. Okay, yes, got it. Yes, and I was going to mention that when I had started another sweater by Lisa Much, and that sweater was mostly in garter stitch, and I didn't like the way the variegated yarn looked. So this sweater is has more stockinette stitch, so I may try that same yarn. So that's why I was going to mention that okay. one. <laughs> I feel like I want to knit that 
one of these style sweaters in that yarn. So we'll oh, see the if that works. Are so cute. They are really I cute. Like so vanadium is a fingering weight, top closure, elbow sleeve, raglan top. Pretty basic. If it doesn't work for the yarn, that yarn is destined to be socks. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know what else to do with it. So I'm going to try it in this. If it doesn't work the way that I picture in my head, yeah, I'll move it and it will become socks. The second pattern in fingering weight that I have been looking at, it's funny because I wrote down, when I was writing down descriptions, this one sounds very similar, but the two look very different because this one is also an open front elbow sleeve. I believe it's raglan sleeves. I don't have the pattern yet, so I am not sure, but it looks like it is from the picture. But this sweater is by Kirsten Johnstone, and she is the designer of Seven Circle, which is the cowl oh. that both you and I have knit previously. And this sweater, did I even say the name? It's no. called I didn't. Okay. It's called Rayoon by Kirsten Johnstone. I'm so sorry. It's second fingering weight sweater. So the front is ribbed on this sweater and it's kind of difficult to picture, but what happens is the ribbing that's on the front extends around the side of the sweater to the back, but gets successively shorter. I don't know how to it, the ribbing pattern is smaller and smaller as it goes towards the back. Sculpting so your waistline yeah, and your back. so that there's more stockinette on the side and then the back, which is in stockinette coming down from the shoulders, it kind of goes down angling around the ribbing. So there's a little bit of shaping that gets done by the ribbing. Really, really cute. I think the ribbing pulls it in in the right places so the fit is flattering and I just like the clean lines a lot of Kirsten Johnstone's patterns have that they have those definitive lines very architectural in a way and I really like that yeah they're really pretty yeah they are and then the third pattern that I am stocking is a sport weight sweater and this one has been in my queue for a while it's called Chance of Showers by Heidi Kiermeyer and Heidi designed both the Buttercup and the Nanook sweater, which I have previously knit. I liked both those patterns. I liked the way they were written. They were very clear. So I'm looking forward to knitting Chance of Showers, actually. And there are 240 projects on Ravelry. And let's see, the pattern was released in July 2013. And I happen to have in my stash two sport weight sweater quantities of Neighborhood Fiber Company. Studio Sport, I believe is what it's called. And I have a dark purple and a bright pink. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been debating over the last few days, which one do I want to knit with, pink or purple? And I think it's going to be purple. I think that sweater will look good in purple. <laughs> it would look good in either color. It would look good in either color. Purple was calling to you the well, other Well, I just finished recently Hitofu Day in that bright pink. 
and I was thinking, well, I should do a different color. I don't know. I'm, I may change. Next week, I may be talking about knitting it in pink, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? What are you stocking today? Well, I've been stocking my queue because the Double Knit podcast got me all fired up for this spring clean your queue. And I took my queue from eight pages to three. I actually came up with a new tagging technique for myself because typically any project that's in my queue is also in my favorites. So what I did was I added tags to the Mm -hmm. things I want to knit for other people. So if it was mitts, it's called gift mitts. If it's a cowl, it's a gift cowl, etc. So I moved pages and pages and pages out of my queue into my favorites. And now when I want to knit a cowl for a gift, I only need to look up gift cowl in my favorites for the Mm. tag. So... I felt very accomplished when I took <laughs> yeah, my cue down. Yeah, that must have taken a lot of time. It did. It took like an hour and a half. Yeah. Anytime I start doing major tagging of things, it takes so long. And I never oh. think of that when I start it. Of course so, not. Yeah. When I was done, I looked at the clock and thought, oh my goodness, that was a long use of my yeah. afternoon I wasn't yeah. expecting to do. I thought, oh, I'll just sit down and just move my charity hats out. And that was the start of an hour and a half long project. But it's kind of like cleaning your closet is. or something because you you finish a project like that and you end up with a clearer head, a cleaner cue. Yep. And kind of liberating. It makes your knitting and planning that much easier. I agree. <clears throat> so Excuse a little me. bit of investment, time investment, hopefully for will make for more knitting time in the future. I agree. And it will be, like, another part of that is easier selection. What do I want to knit next? So instead of looking through eight pages in my queue, Mm -hmm. oh, it's something I want to knit for myself, so I'm just going to go straight to my queue versus, oh, I want to knit a gift. Look in my favorites. That's good. I like that. I was very pleased with myself. Mm -hmm. It felt very rewarding and, like, giving myself a pat on the back Mm -hmm. for that one. Definitely. And two things specifically I'm stocking, I'm also looking at fingering weight sweaters. And there are two that have been in my queue, one longer than the other. And the first one is by Heidi Kiermeyer. <laughs> we did not plan this. It's we once again, we just are on the same wavelength. <laughs> the Heidi Kiermeyer pattern I have that's been in my queue for a mighty Ooh, long time I can't wait to hear. is vitamin D. Oh, okay. And it is actually written for sport weight yarn, but I'm going to use fingering weight. And I probably will do that sweater for Mad May because the Mad May knit along is starting May 1st. And I hadn't planned to knit along for it, but the yarn I have set aside for the sweater is Madeline Tosh Feather in the Neon Crush colorway. And it's gonna be beautiful colors, loud in your face, something that hopefully I won't be too embarrassed to wear outside. (laughs) Feather? Have alpaca? I don't remember. I think it might have a tiny bit. I thought it did. But the air light base of hers that I love has a tiny bit of alpaca too, and it doesn't oh, bother okay. me at all. Oh, okay. So. I have always wanted to try the feather, and I used to stock to look for a color, and I, I got out of the habit of doing that because I just didn't want to buy more yarn, mm-hmm. but I want to try the feather. Can you still get that base? I have no idea. Yeah, I've, I don't know. <laughs> I am proud of myself. I haven't been on the Madeline Tosh website in months. I'm trying to not 
visit websites that sell yarn because yeah <laughs> then I buy yarn I don't need well I do like yarns with a little bit of alpaca so I think that was why I wanted to try that one and mm-hmm. I, I love that color that you got I think that would be, will be lovely well chances are I will have leftover and then you can use it for some small product oh okay so that's the first sweater that I've been stocking and I already before I left the house today to come record I took out my wound skein because I wound a skein a long time ago and it's sitting out, and I printed the pattern, but I decided I didn't want to swatch while we recorded. I wanted to work on this project instead. <laughs> and the second one that also the pattern is printed, the yarn is out, and the needles are out, is the Angry Sheep cardigan, oh. which is a pattern by Anne, who lives in Norway, and her Ravelry name is Pinaguri, P-I-N-N-E-G-U-R-I just found out that she is a listener of the podcast so that was really cool yeah she posted something in one of our threads and when i clicked on i thought that rav name seems really familiar and when i clicked on it and saw all of her designs i was so excited she has another design called thistle that is a shawl that is just the most beautiful oh, color work i, I have, love it yeah i, I remember that seeing years that one ago. too i liked that but anyway back to the cardigan it is a knit in the round top down color work yoke sweater and it has a little round of sheep at the neckline mm-hmm. and then it's striped the whole sweater Very is striped sweet. it's adorable and i am going to use unwind yarn company for or in their journey sock base the bougainvillea colorway which is beautiful as one stripe and then canon hand dyes charles sock in the carson colorway that's inspired by downton abbey it's a dark gray and I'll use that as the main color. So it'll be dark gray main color, pink stripes, and then I have Renaissance dyeing pole dorset yarn. Rebecca, who is Rebecca WIP on Ravelry, gifted a skein of that to me and Charlene to swatch and I have enough to do the sheep and the yoke. And I'm super excited, it's gonna be super cute. And I'm trying to decide if I maybe wanna do beads for the eyes of the sheep. I'm considering oh, that copying you on your <laughs> owls idea so i'm super excited about that the yarn is sitting there waiting to be swatched but i wanted to finish up a couple other things before casting anything on so chances are you'll be hearing about me talking about those as things i'm actually knitting in upcoming podcasts Yay. yeah so maybe we'll both have a new sweater on the needles next time i know i will have at least one new sweater on the needles Yay. i also need to start planning mike's sweater because he and my dad both, I need to have a little date with each of them <laughs> to decide what kind of sweater they want and get that moving. I wanted to have my dad's done by Father's Day, but or by his birthday, which is May 21st. That's never going to happen. So I'm targeting maybe Father's Day I could get one of them yeah. done if I start today. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. That's what I'm stocking. What are you okay. knitting? I am knitting, let's see, mostly... <laughs> Socks. <laughs> She's a sock knitting machine. I have been knitting socks lately. If you recall, beautiful. if you recall last year, in all my, I shouldn't say spare time, but in just my random knitting time, I had hats going all the time, which is why I ended up having so many hats for Halos of Hope. Well, and the seamless Saloma slippers. You and the slippers, true. Yeah. So this year, I seem to be making socks again i i was thinking that i don't even think that i have knit any socks since we started the podcast until 
you gave me a skein of yarn for Christmas, yep. and that started this whole thing. And now I think I've knit three or four pairs of socks so far. But the socks I'm knitting right now are just a plain stockinette pair of socks knit in Lorna's Laces Soulmate in a color called Hermosa. And it is purples, lavender, kind of a mauve going into a denimy blue, all mixed together. And one of my friends from the yarn shop gave me this yarn because she had started another sock that she ended up not liking. She was trying a pattern sock with the little cable twist in it, and she did not like the way it came out. And I came to the conclusion that it's probably because the yarn is all the same value meaning there's no darks no lights it's all pretty much medium toned and it's it all looks the same if you squint nothing stands out as either light or dark if i took a picture and turned it turned it into black and white i think all of these shades would look like medium tone shades of gray mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's beautiful it's so it's it is a, it is beautiful a I nice love muted it combination yeah very charlene colors. it's all my colors yep. into one yarn but it just didn't work for a pattern so for stockinette stitch sock it's great i have one sock knit i just cast or i just what did i do this morning oh i just finished the heel this morning and i think i'm actually going to take the toe out and add a couple more rounds to it and make it a little bit longer because i made the toe or i made the foot too long last night I was watching a basketball game and I just kept knitting and knitting and I looked down and I had gone way past where I was supposed to knit for the length for my own foot and so I pulled out several rows and I think I pulled out too many so I'm just going to go back redo the toe and add in a couple more rows so the or the soulmate yarn is the yarn that's supposed to be the temperature regulating yarn It's supposed to keep your feet cool when they're hot, keep your feet warm when they're cool. And I have previously knit, I made a sweater out of this, a a really light summer sweater, that tin can knit sweater that I knit. I'm sorry? Low tide? Yes, low tide cardigan, thank you. That I knit last summer in this yarn. So now I'm finally gonna try a pair of socks in it, which is good. Isn't that the yarn where the astronauts use it or something too i think someone posted something like that in our did group. they yeah like there's some high-tech usage <laughs> there for it the is fabric or the material that's in the yard. yeah there's and it has a whole website and yeah yeah it's pretty cool i'm, I'm not exactly too sure but it sounds high-tech mm-hmm. yarn that's supposed to help regulate temperature it's an interesting concept <laughs> The other thing that I have on the needles is still my Viagent, which I have barely touched. I'm to the point now where I need to, I think, put it on scrap yarn. I think I said that a couple episodes ago and then still continued to knit on it. So I, now <laughs> I need to do that. I still think it's too short. So maybe I won't do that quite yet, but we'll see. But mostly that is what I am knitting, which is why I need to move on to another project or cast on another project. How about you? What are you knitting? In my hand right now is the Clincher, which is a really cool little scarf shawlette by Ash Kern is the name of the designer. And 
it's pretty much kind of a double garter stitch body and then when you get to it's okay so you start with just a few stitches and you increase slowly so it's an oblong triangle and at the far end the long end of the triangle you knit little loops so that what you can do is take the short end of the triangle wrap it around your neck and then put it through the loops of the long end of the triangle and it's really cool and really cute so Fun. this is it's just my knitting that I don't have to really pay much attention to and I'm using a beautiful yarn it's an older Sweet Georgia sock yarn and the colorway is called Paris <laughs> and it's mostly variegated pinks from very very light baby pink all the way up to a pop and hot pink and it has blue splashes in it and it's just so pretty very pretty so I'm enjoying this a lot and other things on the needles, the Secrecy cardigan. So I believe I was swatching for that the last time we recorded. And it is at home with only one sleeve left to be knit. And then it is done. It's beautiful. And I love the fabric, how it turned out. I knit it with Madeline Tosh Prairie held doubled in the Nassau Blue colorway. So hopefully by the time this podcast goes live on Friday, there will be pictures up on Ravelry. I'm having a bit of an issue getting good pictures taken with my husband lately so I need to kidnap my children and kidnap my own children I need to bribe (laughs) my children into taking pictures with me I think the last time I bribed them to be my hat models it cost me a dollar per child Mm. little stinkers so (laughs) I'm very behind on my photos too well yeah I am that's the problem so Mike has tried taking pictures of my finished objects lately like today he tried with this Yogini Bolero but the pictures keep turning out really bad. So hmm. anyway, that's the Secrecy Cardigan, and that's by Hannah Masijueska. And also on the needles, last night I cast on the Snow Fairy Cap, which is a pattern by Rami Hill or Rosemary Hill. It's from her Great Ottomans collection. It's a pattern book where she's going to be releasing patterns periodically that are intended to use the random skeins of yarn in your stash. Nice. That's yeah. a nice idea. It's a really cool idea. For Easter, Rami did her annual Easter egg hunt where she put Easter eggs in her project pictures or her they would be her pattern pages in Ravelry. And if you found an egg, if you clicked on it, it gave you a coupon code so you could either get a free pattern or six fifty off one of her ebooks. And I did that. So I I'm enjoying the cap a lot. It's really cute. It's from the top down. It's in Aran weight yarn or bulky. And it has beautiful like leaves from the top down that move into a twisted rib. So it has a lot of textural pop to the hat. Mm-hmm. And you can put a pom-pom on it at the end <laughs> if you want to. And I'm actually knitting this for myself and don't gasp. I'm going to use it for a running hat. And I've always not wanted to use my hand knits to sweat on them but they keep you so warm so when it's cold out oh my goodness wearing a wool hat is just heavenly so i can wash it you can it'll be fine that's what knits are for exactly and i am using a new to me yarn it is voyage erin from the unwind yarn company and this was a gift from my fab can't speak fabulous friend maggie and it is in the peacock colorway which is a beautiful blue green slightly variegated and it's bfl 100 bfl and it is heavenly it is squishy and soft and fabulous and i think it's going to really make this pattern the texture and the pattern pop because it's such a boisterous yarn 
And this is part of a little knit along thing that's going on on Instagram if you're interested. So go ahead and look at my project on Ravelry if you want more information about that. And the last thing on my needles, I'm knitting a pair of socks. Charlene inspired me. <laughs> and these were actually also inspired by Megan Williams of the Stockin' at Zombies podcast. She surprised me and Charlene a couple weeks ago with a surprise package in the mail, and she sent us each a skein of Query Fibers self-striping BFL nylon blend. And it's beautiful. And it was so neat, and I went home and wound it that same afternoon, cast on the socks that very day, knit on them like the wind for three days, and they've sat there ever since. I'm so sad. <laughs> I am doing a mashup of the OMG Heel Sock, which is a pattern by Megan Williams, and Socks on a Plane, which is a pattern by Laura Linneman. And Socks on a Plane uses a very small cable up the side of the sock, and it's perfect to go with the self-striping. The issue is I realized after I knit about four inches of sock that I'm not likely to wear higher socks. I'm going to wear ankle socks because that's what I always wear. Mm -hmm. So I have to rip out some of what I've done to get it to the right length. And I just haven't oh, okay. decided how long I want it to be. <laughs> but it sits there on my desk so that I can smile at how pretty it is. And I just have to pick it back up because I, after seeing how quickly you knit socks, I mean, it's an ankle sock. How long can it possibly take me if I yeah. just get it moving? So oh. that's really a fun project. I've really been enjoying that. So that's what I've been knitting. All happy projects. Okay. What have you finished since the last episode? I have finished... A fantastic sweater that I just love. Last time you heard me talking about my Svalbard sweater that I knit in Stonehenge Fiber Mills Shepherd's Wool. Svalbard is written by Bristol Ivy and it was published in Wool People Volume 6. So that came out back in November of 2013. Immediately when I saw that sweater I knew I wanted to make it. There are, let's see, just under 100 projects on Ravelry, and the comments for the sweater have just been all over the place. There were a couple people that quit making the sweater because they said they couldn't follow a pa the pattern. There were some, some, one knitter loved it so much that I think she's made three different versions of it wow. yeah <laughs> so you know it just like any other pattern it runs that huge range from people love it people didn't like knitting it I started it and it's not easy to get started I'll admit that it, it's you have to pay attention I shouldn't say it's not easy it's just something that you really have to pay attention to because there is a ribbing stitch that is in a pattern and you have to pay attention to make sure the pattern lines up you want it all to meet properly at the sleeve you just everything has to line up correctly and then the increases are incorporated into the sides of a heart motif on the back which is just charming and i love it very pretty <laughs> it's, it's very a pretty. fabulous design element I love it. So for me, this sweater was a big, big win. I, I love it. Love, love, love this pattern by Bristol Ivy. Love it. 
and and it looks fantastic on her it's yeah it's i've had a huge positive response to the sweater i wore it to the yarn shop a couple days lots of folks have loved it i posted pictures on instagram and a lot of got a lot of really nice comments thank you everybody who commented and liked my photo on instagram when i posted it because it takes a little bit i i'm not used to posting pictures of myself i'm not one of those people that often posts selfies there are you know Mm -hmm. i'm just i'm just not one of those people and even though this wasn't a selfie it was really meant to be more a picture of look at this fantastic sweater obviously i'm wearing it so i'm still in it so there's that hesitation it's like oh do i really want to put this up there so that made me feel really good when people commented and did their little hearts on Instagram and so they liked it. It makes me feel better, yeah. (laughs) So as I said, the pattern does require paying attention. If you're interested in knitting the sweater, I really suggest that you knit that swatch and you knit that swatch until you know the stitch pattern and you can do that stitch pattern without looking at the chart because that will save you a lot of time trying to figure things out and a lot of heartache if you can just visually look at it and know what stitches are supposed to come next and when you've made a mistake that kind of thing but i have to say i love it love it love it (laughs) i have not seen her that enthusiastic about a finished sweater (laughs) in a long time she's always enthusiastic when she finishes a sweater but she was over the moon excited when she showed yeah. it to me the other day. This and I didn't one, know she'd finished it, so. It was, there's, was just something, one of those magical things when the yarn and the sweater really go together, or the yarn and the pattern really go together well to create a sweater. And the shepherd's wool really worked well on this pattern. It's a probably, a more I would put it more on the less expensive range of wools it's not a fancy yarn it's your pretty basic 100% wool I can't even remember I don't know if they label it what kind of wool it is I don't think they do but it, it just worked out well and when I washed it I didn't even have to pin it out it, the yarn just flattened out so beautifully it looked like it was all pinned out perfectly and it worked out so well so I'm very happy with it Yay. <laughs> yeah and the second thing that I finished is a pair of afterthought heel socks reach over here and grab them these are the same yarn that Gail was talking about the query fibers BFL and it is a 10 color self striping yarn called sweetie pie yep gail and i have the same yarn and my socks turned out really nice very happy these are it's bfl yarn which is supposed to be a little more hardy than merino which is why i have wanted to try it but it's supposed to still have a lot of the softer qualities that are popular for socks such as that merino yarn and I'm not always a huge fan of merino yarns for socks I have to say because 
yes, softness is nice, but I want my socks to last. Yes. <laughs> I, I really want my socks to last. So my favorite sock yarns in the past have always been the trekking type yarns, the regia, those usually European yarns that last really well that I can throw in the washing machine and usually in the dryer without any fear of felting. I've always thought those were the best for socks and so I wanted to try some BFLs. Do you know so, what the difference is in those European sock yarns? Are they a higher percentage of nylon perhaps or do you know? Well they do have nylon in them but there's something about whatever process they use for their superwash, it never fails me. Okay. <laughs> because there are some superwash bases that a lot of independent dyers use that have failed me. Yeah. After 20 washings or so, they start to felt. And I'm not a person who I usually don't throw those kind of socks in the dryer, for example. I'm not a really hard I'm not really hard on my sock fabrics so that has been a disappointment to me which is why I've preferred the trekking type yarns in the past and why I wanted to try the BFLs yeah, <laughs> so I can't wait to see how these wear it's a little too warm for wool socks right now but that hasn't stopped me from knitting them <laughs> so <laughs> So, and I also tried an afterthought heel on these, which I haven't done in years and years and years. I, I know I made an afterthought heel pair of socks years ago and a pair of socks that I made with, let's see, it was a cascade yarn that had elastic in it. I can't remember what it's called. It's a thicker yarn, it's not a sock yarn, but I had made a pair of socks out of those because of the elastic quality of the yarn and those have lasted really well and those have an afterthought heel and I don't think that I have done one since and so this was pretty fun to try the afterthought heel because it continues, it works well for self striping yarns because you are able to continue the stripe pattern from the top of the sock all the way to the toe without interrupting as you would when you get a heel flap. Although I have to say, that has never really bothered me much. Yeah, you're not a matchy matchy. I'm not. Yeah. I don't. I don't mind having fraternal crazy. socks. <laughs> mine, have, mine will have to match. Oh, yours have to match. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, interesting. Very yeah, symmetry. I, I like having two different ones. I think it's fun. In fact, I've. I often tell knitters who have second sock syndrome and say, I can't knit another sock. I just tell them, knit two different socks. <laughs> stopping you. They're your socks. They don't have to, you know, use the same yarn. Right. But you could use two different socks. They don't have to match exactly. So. <laughs> you probably won't find me doing that. <laughs> Interesting. And then the third thing, is a clincher which is the pattern that gail is sitting there knitting as i as i speak i knit one last week and this is going to be a gift for someone so the clincher as gail mentioned is a pattern by ash kearns there are only 109 projects currently on ravelry 
and let's see, I, I think you described it, it's a side-to-side -side shawl, so you get the oblong-shaped triangle along one side, you have the little loops. You, you, the fun thing about it is that you use, you can use two different yarns or many different yarns. I believe, was it Stash and Burn yeah, that we heard about Nicole. this pattern yep. from? So Nicole from Stash and Burn knit hers and I think she used different colors for the loops. I think she did too, yeah. I can't remember for sure. So you can do that. I used all the same yarn for all of my loops, but a contrasting color from the body of the shawl. So that's really fun because you only need a little bit for the loops and it's fingering weight. So you can use little sock scraps to knit the loops. Very, very fun. It's really interesting to wear because you put it around your neck and then you have the loops on one side, you pull the long tail around your neck and then you can loop it through. and you can loop it through like the top four loops, or you can loop it in and out every other loop. You can have different looks. It's kind of fun. Fun. <laughs> and it's a fun knit too. It's just, it is. It yeah. is. It is. It doesn't require much thought. Exactly. Until you get to the loops. I haven't exactly. hit the loops yet. But. Yep. So it's podcast knitting. Yes, exactly. So TV knitting, podcast knitting, knitting where you don't have to think much. Mm -hmm. You could be in a social setting and probably not blow it. Yeah. As and Gail's knitting hers as we talk, so no, no guarantee I'm not blowing it. <laughs> so, Gail, what have you finished? I finished my laneway tunic, Yay. and it's so pretty. I love it so oh, much. You didn't bring it. I didn't bring it. No, it was too warm outside, so I didn't want to haul around a gigantic yeah. tunic. But the only thing I've discovered I have to do. Remember, I was saying that Mike has not been taking great pictures of mm -hmm. me. We were trying to take pictures of me wearing it. A week ago and the pockets in the pattern Vera says that you might want to top stitch them at the top so that they don't slide down and they definitely the bottoms of the pockets were showing in most of the pictures even when I had my hands in the pockets trying to hold the pockets up the weight of the mm. po pocket fabric makes them droop down oh. so they extend beyond the bottom of the sweater oh. so I'm gonna have to figure out how to tack those inside without it showing so i don't want oh, it to show I on see. the fabric that's interesting you know that i think the sweater that i had to do that on is a vera volumaki sweater too oh, still light yeah yeah okay so maybe you can give me some tips about <laughs> how to do that because i don't want it to show on the front of the right. fabric that's right. my concern so i haven't tackled it yet but i'm really happy with how that one turned out it has become too warm to wear it here right now, but I'm looking forward to getting a lot of use out of it next year. It's one of those that I could easily just put on to wear at home or anywhere I want. It's gonna be casual and comfortable mm -hmm. and cute. I really like the way the color combinations turned out and just really happy with it. So that's done, yay. And the other thing that I finished is my Fireflies Rising Shawlette, which is a awesome pattern by Helen Stewart and I knit that with my Western Sky Knits, one of their newer bases, which is 50% silk, 50% merino, fingering weight yarn, and I used their colorway called Vivid, which is a beautiful purple and pink type of slightly variegated yarn, and it's just stunning. With the silk content, it one, drapes like a dream, and two, shines. It has that shine from the silk in it, and 
my mom and dad came over for dinner the other day and my mom was looking at it. She said, oh, that is beautiful. And she texted me the next day and said, how do I get that yarn? So I've already hooked her up with Kim. And that one, again, it was a fabulous pattern. It's mostly, it's knit from the top down and it's garter stitch. No, it's not. I take that back. It's stockinette stitch for the body. And then there's a cool pattern. It's not lace, but it's really pretty. That's the fireflies inspiration I think and then there is a ribbed bottom to it mm-hmm. and I added tassels it was her red robin shawlette that had the tassels and I just really wanted tassels on this one too so I modified it to add some tassels and it's just a beautiful shawl it's so pretty I worked to work yesterday and it just felt so good on that fabric is just great. dreamy 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 <laughs> fabric so thank you for a great pattern Helen and the Yogini, which I already talked about, Yogini Bolero. So I've been knitting up quite a storm. We both have. We've knit a lot since our last I feel like, yeah, we recording. have. For me, it's been basketball knitting. And you've been watching some playoff games, too, because you, you've been watching hockey playoffs. No, oh, we haven't watched much. Oh, you haven't? We won't get into the Sharks playing. <laughs> we won't go there. And another thing that I finished lately, which w- wasn't knitting was the newest Craftsy class by Clara Parks. It's called Know Your Yarn. Choose the perfect yarn every time. And it was really good. I actually will talk to you about that off mic and maybe we'll do a review of that at some point. But it was a good use of time and money. I was really pleased with the class and I will sit down and watch it at least one, maybe two more times just Mm. to absorb all of it. But I highly recommend that one, it was good. And now for our discussion today, we're going to talk inspiration part two, right? Part two, yes. And before we start, I wanted to do two thank yous. Well, one thank you and one prize announcement. Oh, I yeah. wanted to thank Patty B. She is Patty B on Ravelry, and her name is Pat. She had asked if she could post a request in our group to look for people to help her with a project to get birthday cards sent to a friend from all 50 states. And we said, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and post that, that would be great. And she, of course, knitters, you all stepped up from all the states and someone from France, and they got the goal met of a card from every state. Yeah, that was awesome. It was fantastic. And then Pat sent me and Charlene each a beautiful bag that has the Yarniacs, Charlene, and the Yarniacs <laughs> Gale embroidered on the front of the bag. This gigantic, awkward package showed up at my door, and my husband's like, what did you order? And I said, I didn't order anything. That's I don't know what that is. Oh, it's dressed to you. It's not addressed to me. And we very carefully opened it because I didn't know what was inside and didn't want to harm anything. And I was just so stunned and overwhelmed. And thank you very, very yes, much, Pat. thank you very much. We were stunned yes they're beautiful they are beautiful i love that gray and the yellow color together yeah and they're fantastic it's made out of felted material so it's very knitter oriented very cool very nice and our winner from last episode our inspiration thread great great inspiration stuff in there you guys it was awesome to read and we had 118 entries and the winner random number generator was number 11 who is pinot noir our friend celia we have actually met celia in person yes exactly and we're actually planning to see her in may we were planning to get together so very cool we can hand deliver your prizes celia so congratulations that was the knit notes journal and the skein of knitting boutique yarn 
So, very cool. I'm super excited about that. So, after we recorded the last episode, Charlene and I were texting back and forth, and Charlene said something like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we didn't talk about fiber, and how we get inspired from fiber and patterns because I had it in my notes yeah too it It was in my notes and for some reason it just fell I think we ran out of time yeah and I just we've got to wrap this up kind of thing so (laughs) so this will be part two part two is about fiber now I think people get fiber inspirations I don't know if it's more maybe more than patterns I mean more it seems like do people buy I guess it works differently for knitters. Some knitters see a pattern that they have to knit and then they go out and find a yarn to make the pattern. Mm -hmm. Some knitters purchase the stashers among us, go out and they purchase yarns and then they find things to make with the yarns that they have stashed. So it works both ways. I well, think every knitter work both ways for any knitter too. Like Yeah, I think every knitter shop. has a little bit of both yeah. in them. So you find a yarn that sings to you and you decide, oh, I must buy a skein or several of that yarn and then you're hunting for a pattern or the other way around. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned, I started this sock kick because I was given a skein of self-striping yarn and the yarn that Gail gave me was an MCN blend self-striping and it's self-striping what else are you going to make but socks I have to try (laughs) socks right so even though I hadn't knit socks in years I whipped out a pair of socks it was so much fun that then I thought oh I really want to try some BFL that led to the BFL that Megan gave me and another pair of socks and in between that I had knit a pair of trekking socks so I do have I think I've made those three pairs all Mm -hmm. self striping yarns so far this year so that was definitely an instance where fiber inspired my project choice how about you has that ever happened for you absolutely it's for me it's probably 75-25. Like 75% of the time it's a pattern that, well, maybe that was the old me because now I have to shop my stash more than shop at the <laughs> local yarn store. But I often will be inspired by the pattern before the yarn. But then there are those 25% of the time where I will find a yarn and think, oh my gosh, it's so pretty. I must knit something with this, like my beaver slide merino that's sitting in my closet just waiting for me to find the right sweater for it. I can't wait to knit with that because it's going to be so much fun to knit and wear. So 75-25 probably for me. So I would say I'm a stasher, but not a, a small S stasher, not a capital S stasher. So what kinds of fiber? I mean, for me, I was thinking about it. It's like, what about fiber draws my attention? And the first thing that came to mind is color. I will be drawn, I'll walk into a yarn store and it's the color Mm -hmm. that draws me to a certain shelf almost every time. Yeah, I think color for me is first too. Even though I have preferred fibers that I like to work with, but then part of that I think is also because of the way those fibers take color. Mm Mm-hmm. There are some fibers, such as cotton, 
that I don't work with as much. And sometimes I wonder if it is because of the way the yarn takes the color. It's not the type of colors that I want to work with. I don't know because nowadays there's so many different kinds of cotton. You have the mercerized cotton which usually dyes brighter. So there are lots of choices but I would have to agree. Color is usually the thing that draws me in. And then next on my list was texture. So if I were to walk into a local yarn store I'd probably be drawn first to either the pink or the turquoise. You know, mm -hmm. I'd see it and I'd walk straight to it. And it's almost always Madeline Tosh too, darn it. So <laughs> I'll walk straight to it and then I'll hold it. And then the texture or the hand of the yarn is what usually speaks to me next. And for me, I often, my eye is going to be drawn towards the more rustic yarns. So something that's woolen spun or mule spun or that's like that beaver slide merino again it's loftier it's a thicker strand of yarn if you were to hold a skein of woolen spun like the beaver slide merino next to a skein of worsted spun like madeline tosh vintage the madeline tosh vintage would feel heavier in my hand and it would kind of gravity would pull it more so I, that's my second thing lately is for the last like year or so i'll be drawn to that oh look that one looks pretty rustic i wonder what that is and i'll walk to that next hmm. is there any kind of specific texture that speaks to you i don't know i think i've i can't think of any one type i think i like to try so many different things yeah <laughs> I like to try a little bit of everything. <laughs> I do. Well, I like to try it all, too. But right now, I just seem to be on this kick of, you know, wanting to knit with the woolen or mule spun. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. know why. I just, I know why. It's because I like to wear it. Because it feels light on my body. So, to me, that is my preferred, now we know, sweater type. So... Mm -hmm. And what about shine? That's more about fiber too, because that's the other thing I have on my list. Fiber, color, texture, and shine. It's like, oh, shiny, pretty. I'm always <laughs> drawn to silk blends, always, every oh, time, really? because they're yeah. shiny. Me, I love shiny things. I would have to say me, not so much. I don't, I'm not often drawn to the silk blends. I don't know why. And maybe it is the shine. I never thought about that before. Well, and that was the other thing you said that you, you the way that the different fibers take the dye and silk just i swear it's like just more vibrant colors seem to me to be more vibrant and maybe it's because of the shine i don't know mm -hmm. but i just love the silk blends <laughs> love them what else about yarn would you say it's inspirational i see Sometimes, or fiber in general it doesn't have to be well the the fiber type sometimes i just as in the bfl socks sometimes i just want to try mm -hmm. a certain type of wool so that's been an inspiration for the past year since we started yeah. the wool series because i've been seeking out different kinds of wool and different types of yarns well and then moving away from fiber to patterns that was the other thing i had on my list what is it that makes me want to knit a pattern and Nine times out of ten, it's something that I've seen in real life. Like all of the things I want to knit from Stitches West this year. 
saw them yes. in real life and now I want to knit them. I'm looking yes. at you wearing your February, February lady sweater. I want to knit it. You know, I'm already sitting here thinking, oh, that, should I order some yarn? Which I will not do. <laughs> I will be good. However, seeing things in real life that's really does really inspire me. That's a good point. And I am very much that way about my yarn. I don't like to buy yarn online, which isn't to say that I won't do it or I have never done it because I have, but I really prefer to see my yarn in person. So I guess I'm just visually inclined that way. And the same thing for sweaters. I, I buy patterns sight unseen, but when I see a pattern knit up and have seen the actual sweater, I'm much, much more likely to be interested in knitting it. That's why Stitches is so fantastic for me to see all yes. the different patterns and the different sweaters in real life. And that is another reason why Gail and I have knit so many of the same things in common. Mm -hmm. Because once I see it, I know that I'm going to like it for sure. Whereas not having seen it, there's still a little bit of doubt. <laughs> yes, I know what you mean. Well, and I'm also inspired usually by a designer who I know I like the yes. patterns. So Hohi yes. being the best case scenario because we've knit so many of her patterns. But there's that, like you said, the, the little nagging doubt you sometimes have when you see something but you haven't seen it in real life. It's the, the not knowing whether the pattern is going to be well-written or if they're going right. to have a good schematic or right. lots of different things I consider when buying patterns versus, you know, I've knit, I know Hohe's patterns are going to be good because I've knit so many of mm -hmm. them. And there are some other designers that I have 100% confidence that if they have a new pattern out, I don't have to wait for a hundred other people to knit it to, to make get the sure feedback. that exactly. there's the pattern is well-written mm -hmm. and there's not lots of errata exactly yes. and then to go along with seeing the sweater in real life or whatever the item may be is also the pattern page pictures you know they're like the patterns that get released that usually for me they're a brown or a beige or something and my eyes kind of just skip right over them. <laughs> i don't try to do it it just subconsciously anything, that happens yeah anything that's knit the pattern picture in brown, you're going to skip it. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't, and again, I don't mean to, and I probably missed some beautiful things because of that. But then when I see someone knit it in a different color that is more to my liking, I will notice a pattern and think, wow, how did I not notice that when it was released 18 months ago or something? So again, color seems to be one of my big yeah, triggers. I agree. I agree. So I guess it's good to know yourself. So because with color, I can also say to myself, okay, just because that sweater is knit in a glorious pink yarn does not mean <laughs> that it's gonna look good on me and that I should buy the pattern because you gotta look at it in other colors and on different bodies. And so knowing myself, I can tell myself, you really need to look closer at that brown sweater or you really need to look closer at the pink sweater to talk yourself out right. of it. <laughs> good so. point. In knitting in general, I was thinking, you know, what what inspires me to knit something? And I am a product knitter. You hear people talk about being product knitters or process knitters, process knitters being more wanting to try a new technique or something mm -hmm. like that. I am 100% a product knitter. I knit because I want the finished object. I don't, 
and I love the yarn and I love the feeling and I love yeah. the zen reward I get from knitting. You know, they're, all of that is part of it too. But I don't generally pick a pattern because I want to try the new technique, which is more what you do because you love interesting I, construction. Anything that has interesting construction, constructed in a different way, something out of the ordinary, some kind of new construction, I, I do tend to be a sucker for that. I like to try new things. I like to learn new ways to turn a heel, for example, new ways to knit a sleeve. Anything like that is generally interesting to me. Now, I don't know if I would classify me as a process knitter because I as equally as that I like to have my finished objects so I think I'm somewhere in the middle probably but, I would I would have said you were in the middle too yeah but I, definitely I do you're correct in saying I do love the process and I love to learn a new process and I'm not saying that if a pattern has a new technique I won't knit it it's not that at all but that's not what's going to draw me and inspire me to knit a project. Mm -hmm. You know, I won't look at it and say, oh, that construction is so neat. I really want to try that. <laughs> I would be, oh, look, that sweater is so pretty. I think that would look good on me. I want to try that. Oh, there's a new technique. How cool. I get to learn something new. You know, it, would, it wouldn't really be a factor. Yeah. It would just yeah. be a nice consequence. Like the uh, snow fairy cap that I cast on last night had a belly button cast on, which I'd never heard of before. They said it could also be called an I-cord cast on. And oh, okay. it was a new technique I learned, and it was very nice, and it was fun. And I thought, oh, yay me, I just learned something new. <laughs> I have heard of I-cord cast on, so if it's the same thing, then I've, yeah, I've seen, I've, I think I've done it. I can't, I'm trying to remember what sweater. I well, think it might have been my Cityscape sweater. I well, can't remember it's if that meant, was a cast on or a bind off. Well, it's meant for small diameter knitting in the round thing. So for mm. the this particular cast on, you knit several rows of I-cord with the same number of stitches that your cast on needs. So in my case, it was an eight, you cast on eight stitches. So I cast on eight stitches and knit an eight stitch I-cord for 10 rounds. And then you split it into your, divide it evenly between your double pointed needles and start from there. So mm -hmm. there's more give to the yarn and it's not this fiddly nightmare that you're trying to, <laughs> to start knitting with that gives you a big gap at the top. Mm -hmm. So it was fun. I learned something yeah. new. So there's always the, for me, it's a nice side effect to learn a new technique, but yes. it's not my driving inspiration. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, if anybody has more sources of inspiration, we would love to hear from it or comments about our inspiration we'd love to keep the discussion going and i think that wraps up i think that episode. is it for episode 61 thank you so much for listening thank you for joining us and happy knitting until happy the next time knitting. enjoy the last tail bit of april yes sorry may <laughs> the years flashing by too quickly yeah happy knitting everyone happy bye knitting. bye bye you can find our podcast on itunes at yarniacs podcast Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.